Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Dental Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, and punk and hardcore adjacent music that people send in to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question, and we just give our honest reactions to it. It's not really a review show. We're not critics in a traditional sense. We don't make a lot of value judgments about what we hear. We just really like punk and hardcore, and we uh, hope to take the opportunity to put some new music in people's ears, encourage everybody to support stuff, even stuff that we don't like, and uh, and even go so far as to outwardly diss from time to time. If you like something, go ahead and buy physical releases, go see the band when you can, um, all that good stuff. We just really like this music, so we talk about it for a couple hours each week. The format of the show is that we have 10 bands in the queue every week. We roll some dice, and we usually get through between five and seven of them, and that's really all there is to it. Um, Obviously, uh, happy holidays to everybody, be that uh, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, Festivus, whatever it is you celebrate. Uh, By the time you're hearing hearing this, I think all of those holidays will have passed. I hope that you got all of the all of the gifts that you wanted and uh, Santa made your wildest dreams come true. I don't. Nate, Nate, did you get anything good from from Santa this year? No, no, man. That shit's for kids. Um. We were talking. We were talking briefly about Christmas before before we started recording, and um, it's. I mean, it's for grandma and for kids. Yeah. If you're an adult and you're still into this shit, open your fucking eyes to the real lies. Right. There's, more, <laughs> there's much bigger things you need to be fucking concerning yourself with, and you know it should be an insult that this is the time of the year when you can celebrate. When the rest of the year you have to feel like shit, you should be feeling good all the time, not just around this time. And you should be pretty fucking pissed off as to why you're not feeling good all the time. Right? <laughs> There's some fair points in there for sure. Um, I guess if you feel that way, I, I'll go ahead and cancel the gift that I got. Yeah, I'll just have to I'll just have them send it right back to the factory. Hey, send it to fucking grandma, right? Maybe <laughs> she, maybe she'll be happy to get it. <laughs> grandma grandma won't like this one. Yeah. No, um, I I mean, like random gift giving is cool or whatever, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, you know, come on. Who gives a shit? You know, I mean, does it, I can't imagine that there's a single person that has heard my voice more than twice, right? Uh-huh. And is at all surprised that I do not give a shit about the holiday season. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure that doesn't come you, as a shock to anybody. When, when I was a kid, um, of course, you know, Christmas is like, Christmas is like the deal, right? Uh-huh. When you're, well, Christmas, whatever, right? I mean, if I fucking grew up with a bunch of fucking white Christians, so it was always Christmas. Yeah, Christmas is the fucking deal. It's that's when it that's when shit goes down. This is the moment you've been waiting for. This is the main event of the year, right? Yeah. And then like my birthday is right around Christmas as well. Yep. So there was like that double whammy, which also was like you know, hey bud, this is for your birthday and for Christmas. Wow. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. Sure. Thanks. There's nothing more a ten year old wants to hear. And, oh, we got you something extra special for your birthday and Christmas. Yeah. You fuckers. You fuckers. Just give me something good for my birthday and then get me something better for Christmas. What the fuck? Right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want, I don't, you know, so Christmas uh, is fine if you're a kid. It's fun to celebrate. It, that's who it should be for, right? Mm-hmm. Literally every, every, every like, you know, mythical tenant that is centered around Christmas is for children. 
Sure, yeah. Um, it's for children brains to believe. And the moment that they stop believing it is the moment that they should stop celebrating it, right? <laughs> yeah, so that actually reminded me, you, you just mentioned that, that I totally forgot to call either my mom or my dad today, who it is both of their birthdays. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'm sure my dad doesn't give a fuck. My mom definitely, my mom definitely is offended if I don't remember that her birthday is the day after Christmas. See, um, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. That's yeah. another thing. Birthdays, who gives a shit? Well, we've talked about birthdays at length on here. That's, like, that's for kids too. That's for yes. kids too. Right. Yeah. And if your mom's offended that you didn't call her for your birthday, it's, it has nothing to do with like she's actually offended. She just wants to keep the chains on you a little bit, right? <laughs> she knows yeah. she knows that you as a, as an as an adult, she doesn't have much sway over how you go about your daily your day. But she right. knows that there's a couple of chains left that she has, <laughs> right? She can yank on a little bit and dig the hooks in and get you to fucking pay attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, yeah, I always forget your birthdays around Christmas too. It doesn't uh, matter, right? Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm real proud that my birthday is at Christmas, right? Come, yeah. come check me out because it it's such a big fucking day, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, our, our, our feelings on birthdays are well documented. I will say I, I, I more or less agree with you about Christmas, but I do enjoy it. I uh, I think I, I have enough sort of... Um, um, fond memories tied to it that it still brings about a certain emotional warmth in me when the holidays come around. I found myself drifting, drifting farther and farther from it as I've gotten older, which I think is is just sort of the natural progression of things. But uh, and I, we've also commented before about how our our friend group is maybe atypical in the sense that uh, random gift giving is is not out of the question. You know, uh, yeah. I, off, I often will receive a record from you here and there. You know, I dropped off a bunch of records and tapes at your house a month and a half ago. It It is what it is. We we, we do nice little things for, for one another whenever we uh, get the opportunity to. And largely, I do that for most of my loved ones. If I'm, if I'm out and about and I see something that uh, I know somebody I care about will enjoy and I was uh, thinking of them, I'll pick it up for them because why the fuck not? So, so yeah, holidays that are centered around the exchange of gifts and shit, um, as an adult have much less meaning to me and certainly the mythology around them means fuck all to me. But that said, I do have a little bit more of my humanity left intact and, uh, I will, I will relish any small opportunities that I have to momentarily retreat into a childlike sense of wonder. I can't quite recreate that now as an adult man, but, uh, I'll watch a few Christmas movies. I'll watch Charlie Brown Christmas and, and feel a little bit of warmth in my heart uh, around this time of the year. But as soon as it's done, I'm ready to uh, move forward and forget about it until the week of Christmas next year. Yeah, not me, man. I didn't watch any of that shit. I used to love that stuff when I was a kid. Um, when I was young, I had an uncle who uh, I, I am told that in all stages of my life, I bear an uncanny resemblance to. Hmm. Um, and uh, he used to all he was a nurse and he would he would always pull like Christmas, Thanksgiving, like he would volunteer, right? He's working those days because he's getting like, you know, triple overtime or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was always like, gosh, why isn't Uncle Mike here? Like, you know, he's the best. He's the best uncle. And like, he's always working on Christmas. Ah, you know, and I, I couldn't figure it out as a kid. Yo, if somebody's going to pay me three times what I ordinarily fucking make to yeah. work some shitty random day of the year, right? Uh -huh. yeah. You better believe I'm fucking working it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. There yeah. ain't, there ain't, there ain't no, no way, right? Because I can get together with family members any time of the year, 
I can do all that shit any time of the year, but I can't get paid triple what I what I normally do any day of the year. <laughs> that's right. That's a, that's a fair point. Yeah, you know, there, there's no way. There, there's no way. Like, so I didn't watch. I didn't watch any. I don't. I don't do that. I don't listen. I was asked earlier, you know, what's your favorite Christmas song? Um, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I literally yeah. don't have one. Right. I mean, Christmas songs. Uh, what am I going to sing jingle bells and it's going to give me fucking warm holiday yuletide feelings? Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? What am I, what am I going to do? Nothing. <laughs> right. What am I supposed to do? Turn on, turn on some Christmas music. If I want to do that, then I'll just, I'll go to Walmart. Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess, you know, um, yeah. and listen to the radio there. Uh, so it's just, I don't know, man, I don't give a shit. I, I seriously don't. I got my, my, you know, I get gifts for my mom and my dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, a uh, my niece and nephews, and that's it. Nobody else gets gifts. Yeah, um, you know, because it's like, you know, I barely even fucking know you guys, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, supposed, sure. You know, what am I supposed to get you, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Definitely. I mean, yeah, I operate largely the same way. Um, well, that said, I I do I do have a little something coming in the mail for you. I'm not sure when it's going to arrive, but we'll just call it a. We'll just call it a seasonal gift. <laughs> okay. Okay. It's it's a winter season gift. <laughs> it's a winter you know, season I, gift. I, 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 uh, it's not like I, um, it's not like I'm all grinchy. You know what I mean? Like I sure, want to yeah, take yeah. Christmas from others, which would actually be kind of funny, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you could, right? Yeah. Tell me if you weren't some fucking mountain weirdo looking down at the village, right? Yeah. And, you saw them like once a year with it was their one day of hope where they could get together. Tell me you wouldn't want to come down there and <laughs> snatch that from them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a certain appeal to it. There's a certain appeal to it, man. I mean, you know, there's a certain uh yeah. Like, I don't know, root for the Grinch, man. He, he, he you know, also he's teaching them a lesson in just general humility, right? <laughs> yeah, I suppose he is. Right? From a certain point of view. From a certain point of view. One year, my dad got got me coal. He got us, my sister and I, coal. That's what we got for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, That taught us a lesson. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I guess. I guess. um, You know, I guess. It taught me that uh, Christmas is for kids. (laughs) And uh, that uh, it's it's merely a facade to uh, continue on the uh, recognition of uh, the son of rape, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah, that is that is largely true as well, right? So, um, anyway, yeah. you know, it's Christmas is whatever is fine. New Year's is whatever. Who gives a shit? Hey, look, another day passed. Let's make this day the day that, uh, for some reason, we start counting again, right? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's 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 meaningless in the void. Yeah, New Year's means nothing to me at all. Um, I hopefully will be undisturbed on New Year's Eve playing Hitman Two alone in my room. Yeah. With, it, with any luck um so there you go to, to all our holiday celebrators and non-celebrators alike a merry christmas happy hanukkah and happy kwanzaa let's get into the uh the queue this week all right so first up we have got a split by the bands nemesis and backlash both of whom are from san antonio texas if you listen to the show you can guess this was was uh, submitted by stout aka alex osorio um, this is the their inciting frenzy split tape out on Taco City Slammers. Uh, I don't really know what side he wanted 
us to listen to, but we'll probably just do the one that comes up first chronologically in the runtime because fuck it. Yeah, and I think Nemesis has the better logo than Backlash. I agree with that. So we'll go with that. Yep. And then next up, we have Perdition Sect with End Times. This was sent in by Larry Gargas. It features members of Ringworm, Keel Hall, and uh, Incantation. So uh, okay, that, that that could be promising. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean that's a that's a that's a, a hell of a lineup there. I guess they're an Ohio-based band. Um, the next up, we have Escuela Grind with their Indoctrination LP. This was sent in by John Fett. He noted in the email that uh, he's seen a lot of people hating on this band, and he's not entirely sure why. I have also seen a lot of people hating on this band. I have not listened to this stuff, so I can't comment. Maybe it's for good reason. The only sort of quote-unquote controversy that I saw surrounding this band is that they printed hoodies with uh, some sort of like cutesy anime character on them or some shit, which is actually something that has existed in, in power violence and grind shit for like 30 years. Yeah. Um, I think I, th- I can't remember what, maybe it was crossed out. There was a band that did like a fucking Sanrio or like Hello Kitty thing back in like 1991. So this is not a new phenomenon whatsoever. Um, ironic. The, the hoodie I'm know. looking at now has like, um, what is it? Sailor moon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's it. Um, and then Gulch recently did like a, a Hello Kitty hoodie that was like super hyped on the internet and it became this very weird thing. Um, so I don't know. Maybe the hatred for this band is just surrounding like strange internet hype. Um, I mean, I, I know nothing about I know nothing about them and I've not listened to them because their name is fairly stupid. Um, it literally just means school grind or grind school and i i am i am remiss or it certainly gives me pause to listen to a grind band who puts grind in their name yeah it really does doesn't it i'm trying to think of other like magruder grind yeah Um, and i i do like magruder grind um but uh, that is another band that was largely panned as being false so maybe it's the same phenomenon here yeah i don't know um, then next up we have Time Killer with uh, either IV or Four. I'm, I'm guessing probably Four in Roman numerals. This is a band from Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. It was sent in by John from the band The Path. It's his weekly international submission. Then we have Amnesiac with Our Death Will Be Grand. This is a band from New Haven, Connecticut. Anthony from Jail sent this in. He says that we normally don't go for Screamo stuff, and he's aware of that, but that this is uh, this is Screamo played by adults and not little whiny crybaby uwu kids i admit i have actually been listening to some turn of the century uh screamo adjacent stuff this last week um revisiting some shit that is definitely i guess more in the quote-unquote uh the emo violence lane which i think was a a joke label that just later people took seriously some bands like usurp synapse and uh hasan sabah and shit so if this is anything like that i might fuck with it that's the kind of the branch of screamo that uh veers more into grind and i can fuck with some of that stuff then next up we have violent unrest with the release no mercy this is a band from slc it was sent in by colton keys and colton in his emails said that the music was a little bit sloppy but passable i think is what he said okay. um, or adequate yeah. oh yeah here here we go sounds kind of sloppy but i thought it was pretty adequate now colton i you know i don't mean to put you on the spot here buddy but like you know, the purpose of the show is that we, we get new music into people's ears. And ideally, the bands that people are sending into us are bands that they would like to 
to big up to to our listenership. So like, I, I'm just going to ask you like, is this what you want to big up? Something that you think is sloppy but pretty yeah. adequate? <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. You know, whatever. I mean, I mean, like, is that of all the bands you could send in? You just you figured you'd send the pretty adequate band in? I don't know, man. Next time, send in the band you think is really sick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Especially because if you think this is just pretty adequate, we'll probably think it fucking sucks. So maybe, maybe that, that might be what he's going for, right? Yeah, maybe, I guess, man. I don't know. It's got a hooded mosher or maybe yeah. just a hooded, um, like a hooded assailant. I don't even right. think he's a mosher at this point. Yeah, he's he's evolved past Mosher. Right. Now now he's just a rapist. <laughs> yes, right. Yes, now he's a sex criminal. <laughs> right. That's what he looks like, right? Yes. He doesn't look like anything other than 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 a rapist. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, he looks like a, a violent dangerous felon. Right. Um so then next up we've got King Cobra with Cobra's Crude Christmas Carols. This was sent in by uh by Trey from Interarma. He, uh, it looks like fucking absolute bullshit. Um, it really does. It's that really artwork, stupid. That artwork looks like a meme my dad would send me Christmas morning. <laughs> yes, and the song titles too. He suggested a song called uh, Frosty the Stoned Snowman, which couldn't be farther from anything I would ever willingly dude, check out. <laughs> dude, look at track nine. Uh, Santa's coming on the town. Oh yes, he also suggested that one. <laughs> yeah, this completely, this absolutely seems like a meme. That it's like I think this is my dad's new band. Yeah, 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 for sure. So maybe, maybe Trey sent this into us fully, full well, knowing we would feel this way about it. I don't know. Trey knows us pretty well and has known yeah. us for a long fucking time. So, so, so maybe, maybe he did this uh, knowingly. But I, Dude, I don't there, know. There's a there's a song in there called Silent Fart. Yeah, instead yeah. of Silent Night. Yeah, that's so fucking low effort, dude. Yeah. So I don't know. This could go one or two ways because low effort is my favorite way to go. Um, right. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then next up, we have a band called Bull <laughs> Bulls Shit um, with their five minute demo. This is a band from uh, Gothenburg, Sweden. It was sent in by Anton Larson. He said he just wanted to give us, uh, you know, making another, making another attempt to, to keep us abreast of what's going on in his scene. I think he sent us the, uh, speedway stuff as well. No, I Um, think, I think that's dope too, because even if we don't like it, I definitely want to know what's going on. Like, you know, in places like Sweden, right? For sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and this, I mean, this looks cool. It's, it's five songs in as many minutes, including a, a classic sick of it all cover. Um, I mean, it looks real simple, real fucking to the point, And the name is incredibly stupid. So, um, but yeah, I, I might very well fuck with this. Then we have got a resubmission from Grant Williams. Uh, the band is the Beths. The release, the release is dying to believe, um, he said he had uh, he had trouble placing it the first time, but now that he thinks about it, uh, it kind of reminds him of the Muffs. I fucking love the Muffs, um, so if this is anything like that, I'll definitely fuck with it. And then last up, we have another resubmission. It is uh, Fatties with their Best Of compilation. This collects their demo and all of the singles that they've released this year. Um, he sent us uh, their newest single back when it came out in September, and then in October they released this compilation of everything that they've done so far. So Fatty Hurst sent this our way. Um, hopefully we'll land on it this time. Thanks yeah. again to, to uh, Fatty for all of the uh, the stickers and shit that you've been sending my way. And uh, yeah, that com- that completes the queue this week. So let's roll the dice to see what's up first. 
All righty. Uh, also, as an aside, I'm just going to let you know, mm-hmm. um, my guts are just absolutely exploding about every 20 minutes right now. So you're just letting me know that you might have to take a little break? Yeah, I might have to, yeah. Okay, okay. thanks for it's, the heads up. It's something, I don't know. I guess uh, <laughs> all that nog is coming back to get me. Yeah, I guess. Dude, I discovered something called caramel nog. Uh-huh. It just tastes like melted caramel ice cream. That sounds really good. It, It's um about as thick as cake batter. That sounds so I drank right about a quart, alley. I drank about a quart of it yesterday. Yeah. And um, it's it's eating me alive right now. <laughs> yeah, I think that's maybe what's going on with you, man. I don't yeah. think it's a mystery at all. Uh, seven. Okay, 10, 9, 8, 7. All right, seven is the uh, King Cobra stuff, so it's uh, very seasonal. Cobra's Crude Christmas Carols. This is on deathbedtapes.bandcamp.com. And Trey suggested either Frosty the Stone Snowman or Santa's Coming on the Town. Um, I, 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 so these, both of these things are two of my least favorite, um, I guess like realms of humor, right? Yeah. Like stoner humor and sex humor. Stoner humor. uh, Stoner humor is probably the most loathsome form of humor. Yeah, probably. Um, but like sex humor is right behind it. Yeah, for sure. You know, a name like Santa's coming on the town. Yeah. I kind of want to see what's going on here. Yeah, I do too. I do I'm too. not really interested in uh, stoner humor in any form, right? No, I don't know. I can't relate, right? Right. Who gives a shit, right? It's cool. Yes. You like to smoke a plant. Wow, that's real fucking cool. That's real <laughs> cool of you. Wow. <laughs> Check it out. Look at this yeah. cool look at this cool plant you smoke. It makes your brain feel cool. Right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. So let's check out let's check out Santa's coming on the town. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's do that one. So we're gonna listen to Santa's Coming on the Town by King Cobra off of Cobra's Crude Christmas Carols. Well now the lack of sex is giving Santa a bad attitude. And you know why? Because Mrs. Claus is on menopause. That's why Santa's only allowed to come once a year. Coming on the town Have you made it 
Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So we just listened to Santa's Coming on the Town by King Cobra off of Cobra's Crude Christmas Carols. I can't help but to think that Trey sent this in, like, knowing full well um, <laughs> what how we would feel about this. I just want to note something here, too. Like, I, just looking at the supported by column over here. Is my dad on there? He's he's not to my knowledge, but I, I, I can tell you that it looks like 174 people have purchased this. The digital album costs $6.66 to purchase, and there's a $9 cassette. So let's say all 174 of these are just digital downloads. That means the person responsible for making this and or the label who put it out has made hundreds of dollars off of this. Hey, good for them. Um, for real. What a grift. I, I will say this. Mm-hmm. For $9, yeah. you're getting 14 songs. And we're not talking <laughs> about 14. We're not talking about 14, you know, 20-second blasts or like some goofy Hong Kong fuck you Christmas time, one-second Christmas songs. I'm yeah. talking about two minutes, yeah, three minutes five minutes of some of the lowest effort shit I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. That was like, so, so a friend of ours, myself and my friend, Josh, we made a release uh, that included like, I want to say three or four renditions of classic Christmas songs for our friend, Brandon. Hey, I wrote a poem ago. on there. You did. You did write a, and, and perform a poem on there. That's um, right. And, you know, we did that for his Christmas present a few years ago, and it required, like, I would say easily no hyperbole 10 times the effort that this did. Um, And you didn't make one red cent. And we didn't make one red cent, and it was something that literally only our friend and his immediate family heard. Yeah. Um, So, you know, shout out to fucking King Cobra and uh, the label involved in this project for for really for grifting all these people out of anywhere between six and nine dollars um that's really really impressive because that was probably the lowest effort shit I've, I've ever heard in my life it was it was not funny in essentially any way other than the fact that it was so low effort it kind of was like horseshoe effect came full circle to being funny again because of how profoundly stupid and low effort it was well and, and that's that's exactly what it's going for right yeah is right. is the anti-humor which honestly I appreciate um sure I'm not gonna lie that I did laugh. I, I, at like the entire composition, right? Yeah. Um, it reminded me of, I mean, you can't help but um, be reminded of the Born Against track on the, um, what is it? Uh, it's not Patriotic Hymns. It's the 10 inch. It's the Born Against 10 inch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's just jingle bells with like a woman, you know, end of times, you know, some some crazy woman ranting about the end of times. Right. Um, it kind of reminded me of that just because of the Christmas music, but this was somehow less effort than that. For sure. Um, than just combining like, you know, Christmas music with a uh, recording of a crazy woman. Yeah. Everything about this is geared to base. It, it's basically like anti-dad humor. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I so, think that's accurate. You know, I mean, if I saw this, that's why I would buy this. Right. Right. I mean, I ain't going to order it. Um, But if I happen to see this, I would buy this just because of that, because of its, its, uh, I guess, value as an, as an, as a, as, as an artifact. Right. Yeah. 
as a it it it, it there's a certain uh, there's a certain shine to it just simply in what a, what an incredible waste it is. Right. Yes. Yeah. For sure. I think I think that's I think that's a good way to put it for sure. And like, so I I don't see anything else on this. Okay. Okay. Actually, wait. No. So dating back a while, there is another King Cobra release on this uh, label's website. But like, so. I, what what this immediately evoked for me too, and like maybe the name is a play on that, is basically like a completely artless version of a band like King Missile. Um, I I fucking love. <laughs> I, I think love maybe you're giving a little a little too much credit, but I'll let you run with this. Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe you know what I mean, like because King Missile's music, like for, there are obviously like full band compositions, but then there are other tracks that are basically just stock music with Homeboy like ranting over the top and. Yeah. This that is precisely what this was. Um, so I, you know, I don't know if it was trying to be evocative of like the more lowbrow King Missile shit or not. Um, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe there's a tie-in with the name there. I, I guess I couldn't say until I heard the uh, the other material by King Cobra. It seems that this label pretty much exclusively deals in in harsh noise, industrial, and power electronics. And it looks like there's some other spoken word shit on here. Uh, there's like a Charles Manson tape on here. Um, so yeah, I, I, I guess I would have to, to understand this release, um, in the context of, of King Cobra's broader discography would maybe illuminate, um, illuminate this release a little bit more, but in, until such a time, which will probably never come because I'll probably never check out any more of King Cobra's music. I can only assume this was just, uh, exactly as you just characterized it, like to just an attempt at like sort of anti-dad humor and uh yeah i guess i guess i will laud it for the same reasons that you did which is that it's kind of it's almost transcendent in how useless it is so i i dipped into um king cobra's other releases on deathbed tapes uh-huh. uh you know and deathbed does say harsh noise industrial and power electronics and hell's advocate sure as hell is not um any one of those things okay it is it is uh, Hell's Ab- Advocate is uh, the other release that's on there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the song Life's Same Old Tricks, yeah. the opener, uh, seven minutes and 57 seconds, is at least while you were talking and it was sort of in the background, just sounded like um, like low effort stoner rock and roll. It seems like low effort bullshit is kind of King Cobra's angle. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's with, with song tracks like hit the blunt and get faded, okay. uh, smoking cannabis in the, in the clock tower. Right. All right okay. Maybe yeah. this is true. Maybe this is Trey. No, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a gentleman named Josh Saunders. Okay. All right. So, I mean, I don't know. Josh is going for a certain thing here with King Cobra. Um, you know, I mean, maybe it's just one big like meta joke. It could be, and in which, in which case, I, I definitely appreciate it for sure. Um, but this is—I uh, swear to God, dude—that that image right there. I can't believe my dad did not send me that. It said with with like a text. It just said like "Merry fucking Christmas" at like six a.m. yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right, that definitely tracks with the kind of shit you've told me your dad will send you. So, so yeah, yeah. I just can't. I, I just can't believe it. And then and then like the next text would be a picture of like giant tits 
painted red and green and it says, you know, like like Dick the Halls or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Dick the Halls, Mary Titsmas. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So well, and they, I think I think the warning on the bottom of the art the tape art too, warning the following album contains rudeness, crudeness, and foul language. Right. I think that is kind of like a a little tip of the hat to 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 the uh observant listener that this is like a a, a big meta meta yeah. joke, you know. So yeah, I mean if if you if if you appreciate um just an exercise in utter wastefulness and uselessness, yeah. Pick this up. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> All right. So uh let's uh let's keep it moving and maybe we'll get some maybe we'll get some real music next. Uh ten. Oh nine. Nine. Okay. So uh nine is fatties. So uh there you go. There you go, Fatty Hurst. We we landed on you. Um fatties.bandcamp.com. The one that they initially sent in back in September, I think was Safety Patrol. Um let me check. He The one that loads. I really I really like the the, the title of the one that loads. Um, um let the people you- eat. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that one is that one's not bad. Although, okay, yeah, that is one of the singles that they re- that they released. Uh, oh, yeah. But uh, Fatty Fatty Hurst suggested he said that they submitted "Too Fat to Run" when they released it in September. Um, he likes Safety Patrol, but uh, "Too Fat to Run" was mastered by Willie Killy, which is why they submitted it initially. He said, well, let the people he said we can pick anything lyrics. after. What'd you say? Let the people lead has lyrics, and the rest of them don't. Uh, only some of them do. Um, Safety Patrol does, yes. Okay. The one I I want to hear is Elon Musk. I want to hear, I want to hear what they have to say about Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah, I kind of do too. <laughs> but um, there's no lyrics to that, so I guess we can just play the one that's queued up. Then he said to play anything after six. They got this one queued up anyway. Um, I do like the I do like the lyrics, and it certainly ties in with their overall food theme. So let's let's just go with that one. Okay. So we're going to listen to Let the People Eat by Fatties off of the best of.
Okay, we just heard the song Let the People Eat by Fatties off of The Best Of, which is a tape compiling their first demo and all of the singles that they've released this year. And uh, so that that really continued the trend established by our first exposure to Fatties, which is like this this music that's wrapped in the a very jokey, a, a, a jocular package um, yet dealing with very somber and serious issues at the core. I, I, yeah. I like the continue. I like the continuation of that theme. Yeah, it's like I said before. It's like the the crying clown, right? Right. Yes. Um. And and this. So if we compare this to um King Cobra's uh, shitty Christmas songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like this is an example of uh I would say a much more thorough. And well thought out approach to sort of to to, to maybe somewhat similar ends, mm-hmm. in that they're not taking themselves too seriously, right? But they are like shoehorning extremely serious topics into these songs, right? Right. Yeah. By every by every like first glance like conclusion that you would draw about fatties from the happy little pig, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. To the bubbly logo, yeah. Um, to the pictures of them because. Man, that, the drummer is insane. Right? <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yes. Um, like you think like you think that this is probably going to be stupid songs about smoking weed right. and uh, you know, you know, coming on coming on women all over town. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Santa, like Santa does. Right. But it's not. Yeah. And and that's where the joke is. The joke is in the fact that it's uh they're not actually joking around. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Which I, I really like that, honestly. Right. Right. There's like effort put into this and there's a vision here for uh, for it. And um, I think it's pulled off pretty well. I mean, so musically, it kind of reminded me of like it kind of reminded me of like um, this particular song reminded me of maybe some like joke alternative music that you might hear in MTV in the nineties, like Randy and the Redwoods would play uh-huh. um, like one of their old sketches, you know, that they would have um, sort of in between, in between episodes of, uh, you know, I don't know, extreme sports with whatever that guy's name was. Yeah. And uh, you know, the real world or something like that. Like they would have some like, some like joke hipster um, uh, like alternative guy, like, you know, play some fucking music or something like that. And if you're unfamiliar right. with what I'm talking about, just look up Randy of the Redwoods because mm-hmm. um, they would run shit like that all the time. And that's kind of what it reminded me of musically. Yeah. Um, and, you know, musically it was fine, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I ain't going to tell you that that was a fucking banger and it had me fucking up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when you put that in the total package, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think I think musically too, too, it's kind of evocative of like a bygone era of punk that that doesn't exist on a larger scale much these days. In that it it kind of evokes like early punk that existed adjacent to hardcore and shared spaces with it, but wasn't hardcore. Yeah, um, bands like Fear and stuff like that, or like uh-huh. the, the Weirdos and shit like that. That that definitely shared in a similar ethos um, and and even like a similar sound, but like there was just there was like a distinction there. But like 
you know, and there was like a sense of humor there that maybe didn't permeate through into like a lot of the more self-serious hardcore stuff. Like you had tracks like fucking beef and bologna and shit like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, or like, you know, so, so yeah. So this, this is kind of evocative of that kind of shit to me too. Um, which again is like a, a pleasant, a pleasant break from, uh, a lot of contemporary shit and, and just that it has like it certainly has like a, a singular identity and a sea of stuff that can tend to feel kind of samey um, and kind of cosplay like this definitely feels like its own thing but yeah I guess I gotta mirror your your position on this and that yeah it didn't have me like headbanging and fucking jumping out of my seat you know what I mean this wasn't a ripper per se it was musically adequate but I think coupled with it's with its sort of inimitable inimitable quality of like the the aesthetic paired with the lyrical content and, and everything like that um i i fuck with it as a package deal for sure yeah for sure totally like and and, and just you know also we we talk a lot about you know if you know somebody or something like that like yeah i mean we don't actually know fatty right. um but we are familiar with them just based on our interactions around this show. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, sure. And I'm also going to say, um, I, I am, I am way fatter than those guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're a bit fatter than these guys. I mean, like I'm I, looking at them, right? I'm just looking at them. Yeah. I bet you I get 50 pounds on all three of them. Yeah. But you also got, you got some muscle and you got some height. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, you guys are you guys are sloppy and fat, right? right? Yeah, but you ain't no pig champions. <laughs> that that is true, which is you probably you, for you, the best. You you ain't no look look at fucking look at the band photos and feel the darkness, right? Right. Yeah, those motherfuckers are fatties. <laughs> yes, yeah, that is right? true. With yeah. the with the exception of of um one of them, yeah, I, names escape me at the moment. Um, Myrtle, I think it's Myrtle, but um, with the exception of one of them, those motherfuckers are fat. Yes. Jerry A is almost as fat as Pig Champion on those pictures from fucking Feel the Darkness. Yeah. Um, they're just, uh, they're fat. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they were fat. You guys, you guys are more like uh, little chubbers, little chubbies. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. I mean, Pig, Pig Champion had to sit down to play, to play <laughs> a show. Yeah. Right. right. That's, that is true fatness. That, and, and, when you look at his mitts gripping the fucking neck of his guitar, yeah, it's amazing. It is, man. It is. <laughs> I mean, man, it's amazing that he he made that work. You know, yeah, it really is, man. It's 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 incredibly laudable. So, um, you know, fatties, keep it up. Keep up the uh, keep up the vision, right? Yeah, for sure. Keep yep. up the vision because I I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not aware of any, too many bands that are sort of like. Um, similar in very many ways to this, like yeah. as, as as a conceived package, right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 for that reason alone, I got alone. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta take my hat off to it. You know. Yeah. All right, let's uh, roll the dice and keep it moving. Eight. Okay, eight is the Beths. The Bandcamp is thebethsnz.bandcamp.com. Grant described this uh, in his most recent email as being evocative of uh, the Muffs, which I fuck around with a lot. He initially described it as indie rock that doesn't venture too far into being like saccharine sweet, um, that it's still still nice and rocking. Um, the song that he suggested we listen to off of this um, is, I believe... 
Jump Rope Gazers is the track. Um, uh, dying to Believe. They oh, Dying to Dying. Gazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Dying to Believe is the track. Um, there is there is a uh, a title track on this, but he wanted us to listen to the song uh, Dying to Believe. Uh, uh, evidently, that's that's the one he believes the most in. So, so uh, okay, we're gonna listen to Dying to Believe off of Jump Rope Gazers by the band The Beths from New Zealand. Such a pity I can feel you building up to The head eruption I won't try to interrupt You are high and mighty and unlikely to learn lessons These days I'm struggling to stand my own reflection It's such a fragile thing to try to support the weight of It's not that I don't think that my point of view is valid It's just that I can't stand the sound of my own patterns They always look backwards from the way that I
All right, we just heard the song Dying to Believe by the Beths off of their LP Jump Rope Gazers. My my first thought with that is that that's the band that can unite the posers and the tourists and the lifers under under one umbrella for a brief moment, for a brief beautiful moment of of unity. Yeah. Um that's that's a band that's going to appeal to people who just dabble in alt music and punk and power pop and it's going to appeal to people who have been been in this for 20 or 30 years. It's got familiar elements of pop music that that are going to draw in even the most casual listeners, but it's pulling from a long and storied history of great shit. I've been on a on a on a kick this week actually of revisiting a lot of late 70s and early 80s mod revival and power pop stuff a lot of bands that just put out you know like a couple singles and broke up and uh and this is totally in the lineage of that stuff while at the same time combining shit um that uh you know con- combining more contemporary contemporary influences obviously like the 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 power poppy 90s alt rock stuff um you know like lemonheads and shit is is present in this yeah the muffs to a certain degree although it's it's got a decidedly i think a lot less edge um than the muffs do who are i think more squarely rooted in in punk this is a little bit farther removed from punk, but it still has it has a toe crossing over into that line, just in the tempos and the song structures and shit. Um, yeah, I think this is one of those bands that would be pretty hard to to not enjoy. You know what I mean? This is just like enjoyable summer day windows down music. It was it was really fucking good. I mean, I liked that a lot. It's as far as music in this vein, this is uh, this is perfectly perfectly to my taste. Yeah, I, uh, I, this, this, um, made my heart grow three sizes while I listened to it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I, uh, I, I, I was looking at the picture of him, you know, looking yeah. down at you and smiling. Yep. I, I wish right now through some, you know, anomaly of the space time continuum that I disappeared from this life and I woke up on under the sun of New Zealand because it's it's summertime right now it's the height of summer yeah. I wake up and under the under the summer sun of New Zealand right there at uh you know a park in in Auckland right. and uh, those four are looking at me ready to, ready to show me the way <laughs> ready for me to 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 give up the the the, the black icor that uh royals <laughs> inside my soul and to just live my life in a in in, in a happy state of celebration <laughs> yeah it's uh that that's that's I, I really enjoyed that i actually bought it i i checked it out to make sure i wasn't gonna have to get it shipped from new zealand and i'm mm-hmm. not it's on a label out of dc cool um car park records so no crazy fucking shipping nice um yeah i bought that really fucking quick this is this is the sort of shit that like um well it's similar when when, when we were talking about um pleather right that mm-hmm. like you can't help but feel good listening to it. Right. Yeah. And you, you're not going to tell me that you don't like this in your fucking like most private of fucking moments. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. You're like, you know, no, no matter. Right. Right. You, you might front all you fucking want with, you know, your, your fucking cosplay of, you know, the grimmest of fucking Norwegian black metalers, right. or, you know, you might front all you fucking want with whatever inane music music genre that you choose to uh, um, adhere to the dress code of, right? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in your most private of fucking moments, 
this is all you really want to hear. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. Right. And yes. you want to feel good. And this is also a perfect example. If it was a dude singing this, no. Nope. Yeah. Right, right, right. Not for me. Nope. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's anyway, 50%. It's it's 50-50 if it's a dude singing this, right? Right. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh yeah, I like this. I bought this immediately. Um they the, the song wasn't even halfway done. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I knew I was going to love this as soon as as soon as it started pretty much. Yeah. So uh, the Beths, check them out. You'll love them. They're your new favorite band. They're everybody's new favorite band. They're so catchy that, uh, you know, um, a son of a bitch like Adam Walker would like it. Right. Um, and your mom would too. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, this is a, a band like this is, is the great unifier, right? This is, uh, although musically very different, but it's, it's very much like I can see this being on the, the, the year end best of list of like the grimmest, truest motherfucker and posers alike, just like that, uh, snail mail record was a couple years ago when it came out. You know what I yep. mean? It's, it's just one of those things where it is, it's too undeniably good to, uh, to, to, to scoff at no matter what what your outward, uh, your, your professed outward proclivities are, you know? Uh, dude, I want to, I want to live in New Zealand so fucking bad. I know you do. I want to, I want to, yeah, I would give up my, um, my, uh, pending lichhood. <laughs> just to, to live the rest of your days happily even, in New Zealand. If it's just 10 years, right? Right. Like, well, yeah. it's all you're getting is 10 years. I'm yeah. Like, Fuck it. Take me there. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right, I'll eat, I'll eat Fijoas and uh hang out on the fucking beach we got some friends that live in new zealand and um you know like we the last time that that we were in new zealand we spent you know a month there and you know rented a van and fucking drove around and shit and then we spent like a week in the coromandel peninsula at like a beach house yeah and i'm like god damn it it pisses me off so much that some motherfuckers are just born into this yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean, like, sure. every, yeah. like, like, you know, like, as a, as like, a, an educated white male, right? Of yeah. you know, upper ninety eighth, ninety ninth percentile stature, physical stature. Like, I don't have a lot going for me that's setting me back. You know what sure. I mean? Like, I was born poor, but whatever. You know what I mean? I ain't rich now, but I'm doing all right. Right. I can't complain. Um, but like, I don't have a lot setting me back. Yeah. But if there's one thing that like I can like relate to and I think, okay, so how do I relate to um like like how do I relate to uh I guess inherent inequality uh -huh. on the planet, right? Yeah. I guess I can't I can't relate to, you know, being born in a poor urban community, right? Mm -hmm. I can't relate to generational poverty. I can't relate to uh, you know, male hegemony, right? Sure. I don't know. I, I guess I sympathize, right? I mean, I you know, but I, I don't fucking know. Right. But it chaps my ass so much that motherfuckers are just born in a place like New Zealand. We got to live here in this fucking <laughs> shithole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I definitely relate to that. You know what I mean? Like, like they were talking, our friends in New Zealand were talking about how they had a big storm come through, right? And they went mm -hmm. down to the beach. And they found all this fucking scallops and shit just washed up on the beach. So they had like a huge seafood feast like right there. <laughs> Jesus yeah. fucking Christ, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What do, you, sure. do you, what do you live in the fields of Elysium? <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, were you fucking dripping honey? Like like drinking honey from the sky? Right? <laughs> from like yeah. yeah, like like it just 
So, you know, when I look at that picture of the Beths, I just wish that, uh, I, I wish that I could cast greater wish on myself <laughs> and, uh, restart anew. And that's, what's waiting to greet me in the promised land. The, the Elysial fields of, uh, New Zealand is uh, you know, those guys. You know, I, I can say that my, my greatest wish for you as a friend, there's the, the last scene of that really shitty conclusion to the Christopher Nolan, uh, dark Knight trilogy where, uh, Alfred goes over to France or whatever and uh, he sees he sees Bruce just uh, sitting there with Selena Kyle happily at a table, and he raises his glass to him, and they don't say a word to each other. But he's just happy knowing that he's finally arrived, that he's finally been set free from the toil and the torment of his life in Gotham City, and they they wordlessly part ways. Um, that's my greatest hope for you: is that one day I may I lose touch touch. Uh, with you for like, you know, 10 years or whatever, you go up missing. And one day on my travels, I sit down at a cafe in New Zealand and I just see you across the way eating, eating mussels and oysters, yeah. a, sm a smile on your face. And I yeah. raise my glass to you and, and we part ways. Well, the uh, guy, the guy that's on the left side of the picture there for the bets, he has the same glasses as me. Yeah. <laughs> but he wears them much better. Like somehow I look a hundred times shittier, even though I wear, I wear the same glasses. Like, you know, that guy's going bald. He, he's rocking what is clearly an ironic shitty haircut. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um, but like he makes it work with those glasses and me, I just look like, um, the retarded homeless man <laughs> in the same glasses, you know? Yeah. You look, you look a little bit more like Ed Kemper. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? It's just like there's something about that New Zealand sun that just makes everything look so much fucking better. Right? Yeah, I, you know, that guy. I, I would, I would love, I would love for you to actually, you know, like move to New Zealand one day, and like maybe we haven't talked in person for a while, and I come out and visit, and and as soon as I get off the plane, you're like, buddy, how the hell are you, man? Bring her in, give me a hug. <laughs> I honestly think that if I did move to New Zealand, I would, I would bring the place down. <laughs> you think so? I, I do. I, I feel like there would be this, I feel like there would be some, some creeping corruption that, would, <laughs> you know, just sort of like spread out from the epicenter of my residence and slowly turn the, turn the entire place. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The newcomers brought a blight with him. Yeah. But they don't realize it until it's too late. Right. And I don't, I'm totally unaware. Right. It's just yeah. like all around me, things just get incrementally worse and, um, it takes about, you know, five years for people to suddenly realize that like, you know, I don't know, suddenly uh, the beaches aren't so nice anymore. There's this, there's this, ah, this, like, uh, this film in between the grains of sand, right? Right. Yeah. And everything tastes a little bitter, you know, and the sun, rather than giving you a, a, a golden tan, uh, scorches you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Yeah, I love that idea. Like you go to New Zealand with the thought that it's going to elevate you, but instead you only you only <laughs> bring New Zealand down to your level. Yeah, yeah. You know, like suddenly, like you know, I don't know. Kiwis are going like like actually extinct, right? Kiwis <laughs> yeah. go extinct within five years of me arriving in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, I love that idea. You know, and right. and uh, you know the wildlife just starts to corrupt and transform, and um, you know. Right, it's like what ha it's like what happens to the forest in Princess Mononoke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm totally unaware. I'm totally unaware. Yeah. Well, until such a time, we can uh, we can just live in our New Zealand fantasy and and wish that we were waking up to the smiling gazes of the Beths. Yeah, for sure.
Um, well, yeah, that was really great. Thanks to uh, Grant for sending that in. I'm definitely going to check out the rest of that record uh, probably probably this week and, uh, and hopefully purchase it with a little bit of my Christmas Skrilla that I have sitting around because that was really, really fucking good. Let's uh, roll the dice and, and keep it moving. One. Okay, one is the Nemesis and Backlash split, Inciting Frenzy. It is on tacocityslammers.bandcamp.com. And uh, we decided up top that we were going to listen to Nemesis because their logo is better um, and they are first chronologically on the tape. So uh, I, I don't know. I think Alex meant for us to listen to both of them, both of the bands, but you know, that's not that's really not how it works. That's not really how it works. So we're just going to favor uh, Nemesis based on uh, something completely arbitrary that we've decided on just now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the artwork for this. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's really shitty in a way that uh, is very appealing to me. Yeah, it, it looks like an ironically shitty tattoo. Yep, for sure. Um, yep. You know, so yeah, we'll see what yep. we get. Yep, so we're going to listen to uh, the first track on here, which is Crushing You by Nemesis. Okay, we just listened to the song Crushing You by Nemesis off of their split with Backlash. Nate, how'd you feel about it? I feel like that was an intro track. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I So I didn't hate that. Right. Um, I mean, that was fine. There's plenty of hardcore I listen to that's in that vein. Sure. Um, if this were, if this were, you know, I don't know, 20% like chunkier and gruffer, I probably might not have liked it. Right. Um, it gets a little, you know, it, it would get maybe a little jump the fuck up or a little fucking bro for me. Yeah. Um, but this was, this was fine. I, I think that, um, I think one thing that probably helped it was kind of the lo-fi aspect of it. Yeah, um, for sure. For me, you know what I mean? That, I think that really helped me out, but I felt like, yo, you got two fucking songs on this split tape, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's one of them. Right. Yeah, for sure. It's just the, it's, it seemed like an incomplete thought, you know? Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah, I mean, you didn't even, they didn't even get to the meat of the fucking song until like halfway through it. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I, I felt like, you know, if there were four songs on your side of the tape, yeah. fine, put that on there. But sure. yo, you better come with it. And I think, did we have both of these bands on here before? It's entirely so, possible. So I'm pretty sure we did. If you look on Taco City Slammer's like Big Cartel, mm -hmm. um, 
that backlash demo looks very familiar. Yeah, yeah, it does, doesn't it? And so does the Nemesis demo from 2019. Yeah, yeah, we may have had this stuff. Alex might have sent it in, uh, sent it in before. Um, like maybe it was in you. the queue and we didn't get it on or something. But like, yeah. but certainly that backlash demo, demo that artwork with the with the backstabbing clowns or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that definitely. Looks yeah, great. yeah, 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 yeah. No, I remember we did have that. We definitely did have that on here before because uh, I remember us commenting on that on that artwork. And we must not have liked it if I don't remember anything about it. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the way not. it goes for me. I mean, generally speaking, if I can't even remember um, what it sounded like, I probably didn't like it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, like musically, I like this um, well enough. I would like to hear an actual song, however. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and <laughs> you know, I mean, also like topically, like. You know, we dig into this sort of stuff all the time, but like the the like unspoken unspoken entity out for revenge on his enemies that have wronged him in the streets or in the scene. Yes. (laughs) Like at this point, like I don't know, man. I I have I have a hard time, like like just I don't know, man. That's it's it's like a joke, you know what I mean? Like for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I just I don't know those those sorts of themes in in the music. It's like, yo, like what could have possibly happened to you? Literally nothing. Like it's just, I I have a hard time getting excited about shit like that. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Because it's just it's just it seems like such a fucking phone it in way to like like a phone it in like theme to, 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 to compose a song around, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I, I think, I think it's got to go one of two ways to, to feel engaging for me, which is that you really lean into the theatricality of it and yes. like understand that it is funny and like theatrical and over the top and like really emphasize those elements of it or the one at one out of a million times where you lean into it in a way that I'm like convinced that I'm like really convinced that you are a stalking vengeful spirit in the streets. You know what I'm saying? Right, Which is right, like right. the chances that you're going to hit that are one in a fucking million. Yeah. Like, like, you know, from the artwork, right. Um, it just seems like they're probably leaning into option a here. Right. Um, I just, it's just such a lazy way to go about like writing lyrics. It's just For such sure. a lazy thing to do. Um, yeah is to talk about, you know, open your eyes. You'll see the you'll, you'll see who you've wronged. It's me, you know, and, and like I'm coming for revenge and all this sort of <laughs> shit. Like right. Man, man, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. For sure. Um yeah, and like musically I think I I, I like this conceptually just fine. I think yeah. I think execution left a lot to be desired, but like I, I, I am starting to notice maybe it's just in the bands that that Stout sends our way, but there is a glut of bands from from this area that I think exist squarely in the shadow of like Power Trip and Iron Age and, and that wave of like Texas crossover stuff that has has taken hold in the last decade or so and and those bands are so good that it just like establishes the bar unbelievably high and like we've talked about that phenomenon before. I think though that it's like a, a form of of this music that is 
so universally appealing where it's like you, you, it's, you're not going to go into almost any corner of this world and, and find somebody who doesn't fuck with Iron Age and Power Trip just because they're, they're so undeniably good at what they do and they play a style of this music that is so universally appealing. It's fast, right. it's fucking hard, it's, it's raw, right? So like I understand the appeal to young kids who, who are just getting into this, who want to play this kind of music. But the problem is that it, it just typically, it, re, it, re, it requires a level of proficiency and like an understanding of songwriting that a lot of younger bands just don't have yet. So I find myself with this kind of stuff when it is an amateurish attempt at it, basically the, usually the best I can say is like, yeah, I am conceptually on board with this and there's nothing about this that I can really ride too hard because you're going for a thing that I really enjoy, but like, it's just going to take like five more years of, of perfecting your craft before it's, it's getting to a point where I'm buying the record, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, 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 and I guess that kind of gets to my point too, is like, I don't want to hear this in a higher production at all. Right. Um, you know, if this were as well produced as like a power trip record, it would sound like shit. Right. And unless, unless they leaned more into like the crossover thrash element and like, and, and steered away from like the chunkier mid-tempo aspects of it, you know? Yeah. But even just like the songwriting and all that, you know, right. it just, it doesn't, it doesn't warrant a, a, uh, high production approach. Yeah. Um, yeah. For sure. it, it wouldn't do it any favors. You know, there would have to be so much, you know, th there would just have to be so much manipulation of the recordings. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 yeah for you sure. Know? Yep. Um, I, so, so I, I, I really enjoyed like the lo-fi production of this because it felt, it, it made me feel like I'm hearing what the band actually is. Yeah, that's true for sure. But, and also though, like, I guess with, with the lo-fi production of this, which I also enjoyed, I guess, especially since they're, I, I'm assuming that they're sticking to the more like mid-tempo mashy aspects of crossover because that's probably just like what their skill set presently allows them to play with any degree of like competence. I would much rather have heard this lean more into like 87 demo breakdown type shit. You know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. gonna if you're gonna play mid tempo mashi stuff and it's gonna be like a lo fi raw youthful take on it, that's yeah. what I would like to hear. Speaking of which, um, I guess I guess uh, rest in power to uh, to Rich from from breakdown killing time and raw deal and shit. He passed this last week and uh, I saw a bunch of people posting about it and whatnot. So I wanted to uh, since mm. I brought down breakdown just brought up breakdown. Go ahead and acknowledge that I've I've never I never met the dude, but I heard that he was pretty much universally loved and uh and as i noted when i when i spoke about him in the in the demo listen group when people were talking about him it's it's rare that a dude uh will play on even one let alone several releases that fall into the uh you're false if you don't like this category so right right so shout, so shout out to that dude um but yeah but on, on the topic of this nemesis stuff like i said i think it's just it's not fully realized enough for me to like feel any type of way about it other than like yeah good effort you know what i mean mm-hmm um so i guess on that note let's uh let's roll the dice again six okay six is bulls shit from gothenburg sweden the band camp is bulls shit with two t's so it's b-u-l-l-s-s-h-i-t-t dot bandcamp dot com this is their five minute demo I, I like I like the uh, no no nonsense title. It just is telling you exactly what you're getting. You're, this is a demo, and you're getting five minutes of music. Yeah, um, yeah. 
I, I also like that the intro slash fuck off is 28 seconds. So like the intro slash opening song isn't even as long as many standalone intros, which I like. I like the energy of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anton says we should listen to the uh, the second track on here, different. So we'll go with his sure. uh, we'll, we'll go go with his suggestion. So we're gonna listen to different by bullshit off of their five minute demo. Okay, we just heard the song "Different" by the band Bullshit by off of their five-minute demo. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, you have to, you know, that's hardcore, right? Yep. If you yes. don't like that, you don't like hardcore. Sure. Um, I'm not saying that it's the best shit I've heard, right? Yeah. But basically speaking, basically as I like hardcore, I am. Uh, it is expected of me to like this. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Yep. I, you can't talk shit on this and say that this sucks. Without, you know, explaining why you don't think um, any other hardcore band fucking sucks, right? Right, yes. Like, yeah. why, why, is this, why is this worse than Boston Strangler, right? Yeah, or like, to me, like it was, it evoked like out cold or something like that. Yep, you know? why is this worse than out cold? Why is this worse than any of the fucking bands on the quality control label, right? Right, yeah. Why is this worse than any other gruff, fast, to the point, noisy, hardcore, and out cold's an, an apt, an an apt um, comparison. Maybe not musically, out cold's definitely a lot more rock and roll. Sure, yeah. um, but like in the speed, in the simplicity, in the delivery of it, right? Yeah, um, y- you're kind of compelled to like this, right? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, so yeah, I like this. I like the simplicity of the lyrics, um, the uh, the blunt delivery of them. I like mm-hmm. the line, "Put it on your family crest. You're no different from the rest." Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't thought about my family crest in a long time. Um, yeah, nor have I. <laughs> so maybe, maybe family crests are a bigger deal over in Sweden. Perhaps. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, I like this just fine. I would be happy to see this band. I would be without, without knowing anything about this band. If this, if, if I, you know, happened to catch them on a show, they'd probably be my favorite band of the night unless there was like a real big deal that I was going to see. Right. right. If I was just yeah. going to an ordinary, punk show and this band would take me by surprise or be like yeah that was my favorite band of the night definitely yeah definitely and i I mean i think i think one could make an argument you know why 
you if you want to get down into the nitty gritty of it, you you could differentiate this from from bands on the quality control roster or or Boston Strangler or whatever. But like only if you have an incredibly discerning ear and like you are a only if you're a nerd about this shit like like we are, right? Like o- only if you want to be super pedantic and annoying about it, right? Because right. You, really. There's no fucking appreciable difference. I think the the only difference to me is just like a general lack. I think I think there's just a band like Boston Strangler, for example, there is like a songwriting sensibility that puts them a cut above most bands that are playing stuff like this. There is like a there is a, a sensibility of like of catchiness and like attention paid to like to to i mean just yeah attention paid to like the 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 actual songwriting process that i think makes their songs it gives their songs a timeless quality that maybe some stuff like this doesn't quite attain but like side by side the differences is the differences is uh pretty minuscule for sure i i get the difference is minuscule it's it's you know i don't know any of these dudes obviously i don't know how fucking old they are or whatever but it's um the difference is how long you've been around, right? Sure. Yeah. 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 Right. Mm-hmm. How long yeah. you've been doing this, right? Is this your first band? Is this your is this the third fucking effort in something like this? How long you've been around? That's the difference. Right. Um, the difference also, frankly, is in what's your fucking name, what do you look like, and where do you from? Yeah. If, yeah. if this band was not called Bulls Shit with with Bulls, plural. Yeah. And T shit with two T's. If this band was not called Bulls Shit, and they weren't from fucking Sweden, but they were from fucking some town in, in England, and they, you know, knew the folks in Gutter Knife, you know what I mean, or had members of Gutter Knife, right? Yes, totally different fucking story. That that's yeah, that is you're not you're not wrong about that for sure. No, this if this had if this had fucking you know ex members of uh yeah, it would be a different story. You're you're not wrong. Totally different story. So, I mean, yeah, this is good. This is, you know, I would, this is, if I saw them live, it'd probably be my, the best surprise of the night. I'd probably pick it up. I would expect them to play no longer than 11 minutes. Um, You know, just fucking bang out nine songs in 11 minutes, right? Um, And it's just absolutely furious for that 11 minutes. And uh, I'll be like, well, fuck, that was the best band tonight. Even though, you know, maybe the band I went to see, uh, I might... like better you know what i mean sure yeah no for sure yeah i mean i liked that just fine and i think i think essentially what you said is true yeah this is if if you like basic you know straight up meat and potatoes hardcore you would be hard pressed to find anything about this that uh, wasn't good and didn't deliver on the promise of uh straight ahead hardcore it was good and yeah. uh, i got nothing bad to say about it would definitely pick up this tape if it existed and didn't cost an arm and a leg to ship but uh Looks like neither of those things are true as of right now. I don't think yeah. that this exists on uh, on a cassette of uh, of any sort right now. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this band does more. I'm definitely going to check out the rest of this too. I mean, it's five minutes of my life, so I got nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, okay. So, do you want to roll the dice and do one more band, or do you want to pivot to voicemails? We got like four voicemails. Um, I would kind of like to knock out another band, but uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Let's do one more. All right. Cool. Five. Okay, this is Violent Unrest with No Mercy. The band camp is violentunrest.bandcamp.com. They are a band from Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, it's the artwork that features the guy that we said looks like a sex criminal. 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, this was, I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to this for, for several reasons. You know, it's like the artwork is like competently done, but it's really sort of just like milk toast, like, yeah, we're a hardcore band artwork. And yeah. and it was described to me by the person who sent it in as sloppy but adequate, I guess. So it's just like <laughs> you really didn't do a whole lot to sell this to me, Colton. Um, but uh, there's, it looks like there's only one song available for streaming too, the first song out of four, and it was released um, on a lathe cut seven-inch record back in October that uh, still hasn't sold out. <laughs> so. you know, and I'm going to say right that, that probably it's it's a fucking mistake the way that they're 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 marketing this. It's 8:50. Yeah. The opening track is the only one I can hear. It's a minute 22. I don't even know how long the other songs are. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Am, am I paying 8:50 for I don't know three minutes and 27 seconds of fucking music? Right. Right. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what I'm in for with the rest of them. So and, and if you and if you're gonna do like a limited lathe cut, which like a band of mine recently did, you know, like the 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 hook there should be that like you're gonna pay only like five bucks for it because the only reason that you should be doing a lathe cut record is because you know someone with a lathe. Yeah. And you want to don't and they don't sound good. No, they don't sound good at all. They're just like collectors' pieces, and right. like you do it because, like, yeah, you want to have a physical copy of something that you did. You don't have the money or the label support or the time or whatever to like put out a proper seven inch, and you know a dude with a lathe, so you're like, well, we can do these for cost and then sell them for five bucks a piece. Yeah, like, and, and and like if you're gonna lathe cut them, do them on something fucking gimmicky, right? right. Like a fucking plastic plate. Because yeah. no matter what you cut it on, it's going to sound tinny and like shit. Right. Um, so you might as well just like do up the fucking gimmick as much as possible. Yeah, not for sure. So uh, so, so going into this, judging a book by its cover, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sold on this yet, but like maybe, maybe the music will just knock us over our heads. So we're going to listen to the song Broken Bonds by Violent Unrest off of their 7-inch No Mercy. Okay, we just heard the song Broken Bonds by Violent Unrest off of their 7-inch No Mercy. And so either this just all came together and made sense to me or I'm or I'm totally lost because 
to me, everything about this now seems like the oldest person in the band is probably 16. And if that's the yep. case, then all of this is then all of this is okay, and I have no ill will towards you. However, if this band consists of actual grown adults, you got to find a new hobby or just keep it to yourself. Um, yeah, yeah, I feel this. I I feel like I, who submitted this? A guy named Colton Keys, I believe. Okay. I obviously we don't know who this person is. Yeah. Um, we don't know where they're from or anything like that. I'm thinking one of two things. Mm-hmm. Either A Colton is setting some people up. Right? Yeah, possibly. He's just kind of like setting them up cuz he knows that this, you know, in his description it's kind of okay or whatever like that, you know. Right. Or B cuz I don't see anybody any names associated with the band. He's in the fucking band and he's trying to like be humble about it in a weird way. You know what I mean? I, like, I so it, it like, it, like, like I know it's not perfect, but I'm proud of it. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out if this is like a different person than the Colton. Cause there's somebody named Colton K like K A Y E not keys, K A K E Y E S that I'm friends with on Facebook. Uh, who like, I, I think is, you know, a few years younger than me and is definitely not in this band and that I think listens to the podcast maybe. So it could be from that person, in which case definitely not in the band, maybe just something that they, they stumbled upon on uh, Bandcamp, and maybe they are also young enough or new enough to this that this sounds passable to their ear. You know what I mean? Because like, the only way that you're going to like this is if you t- also are 16 and like this is very or or you're very new to this in general and like this is still novel to you or if you're in the band or friends with the band you know what i yeah, mean like I'm, I'm yeah absolutely and and you hit it, it too if it's you know 16 17 year olds fucking kill it right yeah good shit sure. at it and do it right because yeah. you know this is this is a good starting point for you sure um you know but uh if you're not and you've been around for a minute or whatever stop yeah, yeah. If you're if you're even 22 or 23, this goes from being like an endearing effort that I'm in full support of to being like one of the worst performed things I've heard on the show this year. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I mean. I, I, depending, there's a narrow window here where you slide in, right? And right. if you are if you are under a certain age limit, this is dope. Yeah. And I really like the effort, and I laud the effort, and I guarantee you that the people in this band. There's nobody more psyched about violent unrest than the members of violent unrest. For sure. And that's how it should fucking be. Definitely. Yes. That's how it should be. Um, Because this was not good. No, not at all. (laughs) Like this was not, this was not good. Um, Like the artwork is the best thing about this. And we already said that the artwork looks like a rapist. (laughs) (laughs) Right. right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, there's this definitely falls into falls into the um i don't want to say participation award right right but it definitely falls into um you know how old are you right Right. what do we think about this it depends how old you are right because if i saw this band and they were 14 15 16 years old in a basement i would be fucking amped on it right and i would certainly buy that fucking lathe cut totally Part of it is, yeah, a participation award. Hey, congratulations. But also because I'm stoked that you guys are stoked on what you're fucking doing, right? Right. Yeah, totally. Right. That's 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 more exciting and, and better to me than the music. If it's, you know, 
some pastiche put together by some older folks. Um, I mean, it's impossible to sound like this. I don't think, I, I think it's impossible to sound like this if you know what you're doing. Like oh, even absolutely. if you wanted to like mock it up, you know yeah, what I mean? For sure. Definitely. It's, it's kind of like, you know, drawing like a kid, yeah. you know, like you can't go back and draw like your four year old self did. Um, no matter how trained you are, uh, later on, because, uh, you don't think that way anymore, right? right. Your brain doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I have to imagine that this is a genuine effort by like, you know, genuinely young folks. And for that, yes, do it, fucking kill it, get better. I want to hear the next thing that you guys do. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, and if you're, if you're older, um, stop. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Start, try, try to do a zine or something because being in a band is not the way that you are going to, uh, you're not the way that you're going to valuably contrib- contribute to this culture. <laughs> um, and also like furthering the theory that this is young kids, I, I clicked on it with a hunch that this might be the case. I clicked on the close to me, uh, release on the side here. And it is indeed a cover of close to me by the cure. Which okay. to me uh, seems like only an idea that fifteen or sixteen year olds could have, where they're like, "Dude, like I know we're like playing like punk and hardcore, but like, what if we did like a punked up cover of like The Cure?" You know what I mean? And they're like, "Dude, that would actually kind of that could be sick." Like yeah. that's only a conversation that exists between a bunch of like fourteen and fifteen year olds. There's no way. Again, like if a grown if a group a group of grown adults had that conversation, like. You, you should be in a fucking group home. Uh, there's yeah. there's no way you are caring for yourself. Um, so yeah, if if this is high school kids, like uh, like all of the signs point to, I'm genuinely I'm stoked that you're doing this. You're gonna get better with time. Just keep at it. Keep playing shows if when when you can again. Keep releasing shit. Good on you for doing a physical release, even if it is an eight dollar and fifty cents cent lathe cut seven inch. Um, you know this this sucks, but it, you you won't suck forever. So keep it up and like yeah, if you're if you're grown. If you're grown adults, then then fuck off. Please please find a new hobby. I, I I'm glad that you want to participate in hardcore, but you got to find a more constructive way to do it because this ain't helping fucking anybody, least of all yeah. yourselves. So yeah. So on that note, um, let's uh, let's knock out the voicemails we've got. We've uh, we only got like four tonight, so we should be able to bang these out pretty quick. Yo, what's up, Gray here. So if you listen to the show with any degree of regularity. You know that we don't take much seriously and we don't treat virtually anything with any degree of reverence. That said, there are some things in this world that are serious and that can be incredibly emotionally affecting to certain people. That said, the next call and the ensuing discussion deals with some real shit, so for the first and probably only time in Demolition history, I decided it would be prudent to include a content warning of sorts. So. If things like uh, child abuse and and real accounts of that um, are triggering to you, you you might want to just skip ahead a little bit or maybe, you know, just uh, tune out for the rest of this episode. We certainly don't discuss anything of any great import after this. You're not missing much except for the uh, inane banter of Nate and myself. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, if you if you have even the smallest sliver of a conscience or uh, any relics of uh, emotion left in you, the stuff that we're about to discuss is, you know, a little bit disturbing. But if uh, you're like us and are hopeless nihilists who can try and find the silver lining of humor in any scenario, hang around. You might just have a good old time. 
Alright, third time's the fucking charm. Okay, so, on the tip of uh, dead baby websites, I have an aunt who um, had a grandson that was getting abused uh, physically and sexually by his mom. And when the kid went to daycare, uh, the daycare people were like, hey, he's got some bruises and shit. And and then uh came to light that she was abusing him and her boyfriend was sexually abusing him. Not my aunt, the mother of the, of the grandson. So my aunt tried to take him into her custody, but CPS got involved, took the kid away. Years and years and years of court cases ensue. Rape allegations start getting thrown around, all in an effort to keep this kid away from my aunt. Um, and the uh, moral of the story is this aunt, now everything about her life is this kid. She takes pictures. All of her vacations are centered around where the kid would want to go, gets him um, all kinds of stuff. Like, And it's been 10 years. So, yeah. Anyways, bye. All right. Okay. All right. So, so Jeff finally got through to tell this fucking horrible tale <laughs> that he's been it's trying. Really, it, it really is a little bit of holiday cheer that, at the end, though. You know, <laughs> it's like a holiday movie. <laughs> I, well, I, how do you how do you figure? Well, at the end, it says he, he gets a fucking. They go where the kid wants to go. They do all kinds of stuff. Maybe I heard that wrong. No, you heard it, it wrong. Like, it sounds like. I don't. What did I? What did oh, no. so, 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 so here's what 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 it actually is. So, piece together from a wait, message. Wait, wait. So, so things aren't good for the kid now. Things I think are good for the kid, but not for the aunt. So, uh. so, so let me piece this together for you, based on like the the piece of the first phone call I heard, a message I got from Jeff, and some context clues. So, on the first phone call, he talks about how he had just he was going back and listening to some old episodes and, and maybe yeah. listening to some Patreon episodes. And we were talking about the phenomenon of people who make like website memorial websites for their dead babies. And he was talking about how he had a personal experience with that in a way because of this situation with his not his aunt but like the the daughter of his aunt whatever his second cousin who whatever the fuck that would be right who got her kid taken away by her aunt so or by her mom his aunt so like i think what happened is this woman got her kid taken away 10 years ago yeah. But now she still posts like pictures of where she thinks the kid would want to go on vacation and like <laughs> that, that type of shit. And like her entire life is centered around this kid who she has not had or seen for a decade. But was she raping the kid? No, I think that her I think that her boyfriend at the time was and she was maybe also physically abusing the child. Well, then fuck her. Well, yeah, of course, fuck her. Yeah, for sure. And and I, so I want to also add in too, like if you're just maybe this is your first episode and you're just like, why the fuck is this being talked about on the show? First of all, there is a connection to an older episode where we talk about the phenomenon of like people making memorial websites for their like dead babies and shit. So that was what inspired this tale to be shared. But secondly, this is Jeff's third attempt at telling this story, and like there's also like more context to this because Jeff messaged me about it too and said that like you know he couldn't really get into all the details on this just because uh, of the time limit and whatnot but like I guess like her, his this woman like who got her kid taken away too like his cousin or whatever 
like she also accused like in an attempt like he kind of hints at it in this where he talks where he mentions briefly of like rape allegations i guess in an attempt to like convince the court to not take her kid away she incu- she accused literally the entire family of raping her oh, <laughs> which is insane <laughs> which is absolutely fucking bonkers so so yeah i mean I, it's kind of is the holiday spirit though because things are going great for the kid right <laughs> Yeah. Well, presumably, I guess. Yeah. Right. Certainly going better. Right. And old, uh, old mom, old Ebenezer Scrooge, right? Yeah. She's forever living with the ghost of Christmas past, present and future. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I suppose so. You know, like, so whatever, you know, Hey, this is where my son that I used to allow my boyfriend to rape. And then I would also rape and hurt. (laughs) This was, this was his favorite place to go. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's incredible. That's yeah, really fucking psychotic. Right. This is I have I have not been able to see my son, whom my boyfriend would continually rape, and, and who I would also abuse. I have not seen my son in ten years, and I love him so much. And <laughs> probably what his favorite Christmas present would have been. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking psychotic, man. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so I got it. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, a minute and a half is not adequate uh, to get that story across. I'm glad. Glad that I actually didn't. I wasn't fully on board because it was nice. It, it was it was quite. Uh, it was a little. Uh, I guess um, trip of discovery for myself as it was explained to me what was actually happening. Yeah, 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 for sure. A little, yeah. a little holiday gift there. I'm glad that Jeff didn't give up. Right. Um, and basically said, "Well, fuck those guys, right? Yeah, hang in there, right? Yeah, <laughs> third third time is the fucking charm, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I gotta say, I was like, I was definitely expecting more of like a funny twist to that story, but it was actually just like tragic and hor- horrific. <laughs> Every everything about it was fucking horrible, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude." <laughs> I guess thanks for fucking sharing, man. Like, what the fuck? Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, let's listen to this uh, next call and <laughs> hopefully it'll bring our, bring our spirits up a little bit. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oi. Fucking day, mate. Oh, okay, we're going to talk on this one right now. Real talk, UK hardcore versus them fucking Western European hardcores. Eastern European, ain't that the same shit, mate? Oh, fucking that, you know who it is. Anyways, uh, UK hardcore, mate, you don't like your, you got something in your asshole and you're trying to get it out. As for your Western UK hardcore, mate, you look like the metalcore kids in the U.S. Bunch of fucking weirdos just standing in one place swapping. Christ's sake, pick up the leg, eh? And kick someone in the eyes. Make them fucking blind. At the same time, Gray, I fucking hate you, you fucking canceled fuck. You fucking misloving cocksucker. Stop sucking Morrissey's cock, you fucking cock. <laughs> fuck you too, Nate, you fucking apologist. Electric cigarette, non as THC. <laughs> Gee, dude, okay, yo, I, I gotta say, I, I gotta say something here. Like, I think, like, hmm, I'm trying to think of the best way to phrase this. Like, have you ever had like a relationship with maybe like a, a coworker or something that is like 
in your mind a purely adversarial relationship where like the jokes that you're making at their expense are like not supposed to be funny to them but they think that you have some sort of like jocular companionship and they play back into it and but really you're like you're fully you mean what you say about them and it's not like a teasing relationship no honestly um I, I don't have very many relationships with people outside of like my closest friends and family. I, I don't either, but like, just like, I guess like going, you know, going to shows back in the day when I was younger and I did more socializing or like working in environments where it required more like social overlap with other people. There have been times in my life where I have had like a relationship like that, where somebody thinks that like, it's a mutual thing where we're both just sort of like jonesing on each other dogging on each other and it's like based out of a good-natured ribbing but really i hate this fucking person so yeah i don't know i mean i don't know i, I the nature the, the dynamics of like my relationships with most people that i know yeah it's either i like you or i don't have any relationship with yeah you. for sure like, Which I, you- like, like none you know what i mean yeah. like i'm I, i'm not even aware if I would like you or not, you sure. know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah. It, it doesn't exist. There was, um, the closest thing I can think of is years ago, I was, um, working, um, an itinerant position with an environmental consulting firm and we, uh, um, had to go to like Tennessee or Virginia or something like that to do some, uh, archeological, um, like, Basically, it's an art crew to look at like archaeological resources that might be in the pathway of a pipeline that was going to go in, right? So we had to go in and do like soil samples and see if we could find anything right. of note. Um, so it's sort of it's an archaeological assessment, which is sort of like an environmental assessment for like a site. And there was when we loaded up, there was like a crew of like six of us, mm-hmm. six or seven of us going down, and we were taking two trucks. And so we met up with everybody else and there was like the project, you know, the, 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 the team, the team leader, and then the rest of us, you know, basically seasonals and itinerant workers. Yeah. And, uh, I had not worked with any of these folks cause I had been working on like rattlesnakes, you know, all, all summer. Like, you know, that was my thing was not archeology. span So I didn't know what I was in for. And so I go to the, get in the car and like, there's like five other dudes. And then there's like this woman. And all five of those dudes like pile into, like pile into a car that is not built for five men. Right. Right. Yeah. Into this truck. And then it's just me and this, and this woman. And I was like, yo, there's plenty of space, man. I got a whole, it's King Cab. I had a whole back seat. And they're like, nah, we're good. I was like, all right, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, and this woman who initially I got along with just fine, um, turned out to be what easily the most irritating motherfucker I have ever met in my life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. And I worked with her for like three weeks. You know yeah. what I mean? Like nobody else, whenever we teamed up to do our fucking like, you know, sample pits and, and, and like look for stuff, it was her and I, and she talked nonstop. Yeah. Which at first, okay, fine. I'll chat. It's pretty nice. But then it just wouldn't stop. And then like, she would do this like whistle. I, I really like the whistle while I'm working. You know, it keeps me kind of up. She was like very, very cheerful and happy and upbeat, but in a very irritating nonstop way. Yeah. Um, and she, you know, like I just wasn't where I work, you know, it kind of keeps me going. Cause it's not always fun digging test pits all day. And she, but she would whistle like the most, like, like a tonal and least like, like no melody to it whatsoever. It was just literally just like, (laughs) (laughs) 
all day, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, all right, I'm trying to like be professional here, and um, not uh, not like you know, fuck up on the job and, right. and that sort of thing. So you know, I'm, I'm fine, and we you know whatever. I guess that's kind of weird. And it just kind of grated on me for like three weeks, right? Yeah. And it was like everything. Like we would go out. We would go out, you know, when it came time to get dinner, hey, who wants to go get something? Let's go to fucking whatever. Okay, yeah, fine. Uh, we got a, you know, a stipend every day to for food. Yeah. And it was always like her and I, nobody else would go along, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because these guys knew what was up, Yeah. right? So finally, after like three weeks of this shit, and we're on our way back, right? And I'm talking about how I hate, like at that time, Orange County Choppers was a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sons of anarchy and every, you know, everybody was a fucking biker. Right. Yeah. And I was, you know, going into my fucking bit about that. Mm-hmm. Right. And apparently <clears throat> in my description of, um, you know, the idiots that are all about like Orange County choppers and all that sort of stuff, I almost to a T, I guess, described her father. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. And it happened and I had actually, this had actually happened like, the day before um, or the morning of at breakfast because like some fucking like, you know, 60 year old dudes came in with their fucking, you know, wives and they were they were dressed up in their costumes to go out and ride their hogs. You know what I mean? Where they really wanted to look like they were uh, miscreants and, uh, you know, countercultural. Uh, icons, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but instead, all they look like is they just look like they went to fucking Disney World and, and stopped and, and got some like o- Orange County Choppers fucking merch on the on the way out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was just making fun of them and roasting them. And uh, she would not fucking stop talking about how awesome her dad was and how he's a real biker. And like for like an hour and a half, right? Yeah. And we had like a fucking six hour drive and like an hour and a half into the fucking drive. She's still fucking talking about her dad and like how much she loves her dad and how, you know, just because her dad likes a TV show and rides a motorcycle, that doesn't make him a loser. Like I described in the, in the restaurant and stuff. And, and, um, and then she said, you know, I think that my dad would be pretty mad if he heard what you'd say. And this is a grown woman, right? A granted, grown woman, meaning like 23, 24 years old. Sure. But like still. And she's like, I think my dad would be really pissed off if he heard what you said. And, and I'm like, oh, well, who gives a shit? You know? And she's like, well, you know, I think my dad would, would kick your fucking ass. And and I said, I looked at her and I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, finally, I just like broke it down for him. Like, shut the fuck up. Do you really think I give a shit what your dad likes? I don't give a shit if your dad is above or below ground at this fucking moment. It doesn't fucking matter to me. And I sure as shit don't think that your fucking 60-year-old dad is going to do a goddamn thing if I call him a fucking poser. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, do you honestly think? Like, what is going on in your fucking head right now? And then I just, I, I, the gates open. Right. I said something like, you are easily easily one of the most stupidly irritating people I have ever met in my life. I can't, I said something like, I can't believe that you can even breathe for all the shit that is constantly flowing out of your fucking lungs. You never shut the fuck up. 
Never in three weeks. I was like, I thought I'd like working with you because you seem pretty nice. I can't fucking stand you. I just want you to shut your fucking mouth and we're going to listen to Carcass the rest of the way home. And then that's all we did was listen to like death metal on blast the rest of the way. Yeah. And um, I never saw her again. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> so like that, that's basically the, you know, like, so to get back to what you're saying with this call, you know, that's like basically um, the closest I have to like, ever experienced to like um um mutual ribbing that was only one-sided in a, oh, in a relationship okay. with somebody all right well that lengthy aside out of the way i think the, the the reason i was getting at it is that i think that like aj maybe is under the impression that like when i roast them for their stupid unfunny calls on the show that it's like me playing a joke back like hey you called and left this funny message i'm gonna say this funny thing about it and because we've had some like genuinely good-natured interactions outside of the context of the show just messaging and shit that like they think that i'm just kidding but i'm not like it's not funny at all like aj you're one of the least funny people (laughs) i think i've ever fucking encountered dog these messages are not good at all on any level they are not fucking funny you (laughs) The accent was so bad. It's only funny in so far as like how absolutely beside myself I am that you keep doing these horrible bits on the show that are not well thought thought out. They are totally fucking meandering. They have no point. They have no connective tissue to them. And they literally sound like a kindergartner is trying to work through their tight five at an open mic they are not fucking funny at all please stop sending them in they are not good i'm not kidding i'm not i am laughing but i i it is at you it is not with you these are not good calls please do not if you're gonna call you've 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 actually left a few cogent messages in which you've asked like a compelling question that has stimulated some conversation between nate and i and i appreciate those calls but these bits that you do are so fucking terrible i've scarcely ever heard anything less funny and i'm not kidding aj i'm just gonna say i once worked with a woman that had her feelings very badly hurt by somebody who um frankly just wasn't a nice person Um, (laughs) is that you and she had to spend five hours with this person right (laughs) in a truck after he insulted her horribly yeah um and uh probably made her cry you know i don't think he looked at her face again the rest of the way back to see if she was indeed crying Uh but i am certain that she what the things that were said to her she probably cried yeah um and um, I think I feel like Gray is trying to do that right now. I'm going to say, AJ, keep bringing it. Right? <laughs> Fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Right. Keep bringing it. You do. You 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 do what you want to do. Do what makes you fucking happy. Right. If whistling like an idiot in the middle of a field all day um, is what makes you happy, then fucking do it. Right. <laughs> and 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 who the hell is this curmudgeon to tell you? Right. <laughs> Any different. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's listen to these, uh, this next one. We got two more to go. Hey guys, uh, friend of the show, Fatty Hurst here. Um, I was just calling cause you know, people who don't like the phone calls at the end are fucking lying. Either you like them or you don't like the show. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, the real reason I'm calling is cause, uh, I just got a cape up for Applebee's. Yeah, I just, uh, we just got their diarrhea bowls down here. I got the Southwestern one. It was really nice. The, uh, deep fried turd as a garnish was a very nice touch. All right. Well, just letting you know, I mean, like, 
not a divisive issue at all. Apple Bears is like maybe the greatest bit on the show. There you go. Right. So somebody, somebody likes Applebee's, right? Yeah, somebody likes the Applebee's bit. And, and Fatty's does get that Applebee's tone. He does get that fat, that Applebee's tone uh, to his voice pretty well. Yeah, uh, that 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 growl. Yes. Um. So yeah, and a deep fried turn. <laughs> I think I've said before. I would like to go into a restaurant and like on their appetizers, their a la carte menu, right at the bottom. There's yeah. something just called turds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that would that would really tickle me. And you know, it's like you know, three dollars for two turds, and they're not actually turds; they're just like baby Ruth bars that the that the you know the, the prep cooks or whatever like rolled around in their hands to make them tapered and cylindrical. Yeah, um, but that's what you get. It's like two baby Ruths that have been shaped to look like turds um, <laughs> on the menu. I don't know something about that. I I I would I I would probably order that more often than uh, I wanted to just so that I could order something called turds at a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I've, I've heard you talk about that idea for many, many years. And I, believe, yeah. I, I believe in the bottom, from the bottom of my heart that you would probably just take every opportunity you can to tell the waiter that you would like an order of turds. And that's some King Cobra shit, right? Yeah. Um, that's some really lowbrow Santa Claus is coming to town shit. But, um, you know, everybody, everybody likes it to a certain degree, right? Everybody has a little bit of that in them. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right. We got, uh, we got one more call. Let's, let's bang it out real quick. Hey, how we doing? Um, I just got a little constructive criticism for you guys from this past episode. Uh, this is Joe, by the way. Uh, you're friend from Indy, um, man, play Jeff's voicemail, you know, talk about, you talk about this crazy voicemail for five minutes, but you don't have three minutes to play the goddamn crazy thing, I want to hear this motherfucker, because, you know, had a bunch of lame-ass fucking emo bands on that last episode, I'm out here delivering, bored out of my mind, listening to these fucking retarded bands play, I want to hear this Jeff dude's story, I bet it's some good shit, so... Do me a favor, man, you know, as a fan, a subscriber, let's hear Jeff's voice. Thank you. Well, Joe, I'm just going to let you know, we listened to Jeff's email, uh, Jeff's voicemail today, and it is tragically wild and also extremely uplifting and um, in the spirit of the holiday season. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, you know, I also, I love the idea that, that Joe would have to announce who it is as if I don't immediately recognize, Hey, how we doing <laughs> as being only Joe Stevens from Indy. Um, yeah. Also, this is actually, it's kind of a perfect juxtaposition. You know, I was talking about AJ earlier trying, trying to do, do their tight five on the show and, and, and having it like just never even come close to working. Whereas like Joe can elicit laughs for me just by sharing his actual thoughts. So this, this man is the embodiment of somebody I would say is effortlessly, effortlessly funny. Um, Joe, I always love hearing from you. As Nate already pointed out, you got your wish. Um, if you're uh, if you're listening to this episode, you've already heard Jeff's sordid fucking tale, and we're probably uh, wounded emotionally by it on some level. Uh, if if any of your humanity is left intact, because it was truly fucking tragic and grotesque. It is tragic, but the kid came out on top. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think we're we're assuming a lot. So, so, but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm assuming that things are looking up for the. Kid. Kid, right? right. I'm going to be honest, right? There were a lot of fucking moving pieces in that story. <laughs> yeah, there were. 
Yeah. There were a lot. And I made I made the error of trying to read. I always do it of reading the fucking like voice to text of the of the voicemail, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's sometimes it's like uh it, it's 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 bewildering, right? Because my 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 ears are not registering the same thing that my eyes are seeing and I totally get lost in what the fuck was happening in the message. Yeah. So maybe I took the completely wrong thing away from Jeff's Jeff's voicemail, right? Yeah, maybe. And maybe everybody is suffering right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's honestly it's the first time in the course of this show, no matter the wild shit we've said, like this is the first time I've ever felt compelled to put a little like a uh, a content warning before anything that's ever been said on this show. Like, hey, you know, if uh, if you're if you're bothered by the idea of child rape, as ninety nine point nine percent of humans are, you know, it's about to get real dark here for the next fucking fifteen minutes. Hey, hey, hey! I am I am also bothered by the idea of child rape. Yeah. <laughs> Not so bothered that, you know, I can't say the word, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm going to tell you, I, I honestly thought that the kid's not getting raped anymore in the story. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that we can safely assume that that is not happening anymore. Right, so. and so, so, like, you know, like, that's over with. And my takeaway is the mom is still fucking suffering, right? Right, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, hey, win-win, right? <laughs> Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, making the I mean, best, making the best out of a bad situation. Obviously, that shit sticks with the kid, right? I mean, you know, let's yeah. let's just face it, right? <laughs> yes, yes, that ain't going away ever. And oh. ain't going away. The only thing you can do is manage it. Yeah. Um, and I hope he's doing all right on that on that part. But as far as her mom, you know, she's oh, my son would have loved ho hos for Christmas. <laughs> This is his favorite gas station, I think. Probably it is. Oh, boo-hoo. Hey, cool. You know? Yeah, for sure. I guess she's getting what she deserves. A lifetime of emotional torment. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. So if you want to put a disclaimer, you should just put like, instead of jokes about child rape, we have actual tales of child rape. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. So uh, on that note... Um, I guess we'll wrap it up. We'll do the do the housekeeping real quick. If you want to call, it's 260-222-8341. I did check into limiting the time on the voicemail. It's not possible to do, but I did alter the voice message on there so that people are instructed to only leave a minute and a half voicemail. So hopefully that should help. Hey, you um, know what? The only, problem, the, on, the, only, the only person that was giving us a problem was Jeff, and he got it sorted. And I'm glad he got it sorted. Yeah, good on you, Jeff. Um, if you want to submit music, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure it's a year or less old. And if you want to join the Patreon, it's patreon.com slash demolistenpodcast. Uh, we just got the new uh, the new episode up. It's the second part in our Napalm Death Family Tree series. And uh, it was not as much of a slog as the Nick Bolin episode, but uh, it, was, it was only incrementally better. Um, yeah, I actually think it was worse because I felt like – Nick Bolin left more open to speculation. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? There was yeah. more room to like explore and slop around in the mystery of Nick Bolin. Right. Um, whereas this one was just, I, I'm really not looking forward to part two of Justin Broderick. 
No, I'm not either. Um, but that said, I, I bet it's a probably it's probably a much more uh, rewarding listening experience uh, than it is a recording experience because you get to witness our uh, despair in real time, which I'm sure is is very nice for all of you guys. So if that sounds interesting to you, five dollars and up gets you access to all the Patreon content, and we got a shit ton more content coming down the pipe because of the uh, this massive undertaking we've chosen uh, to pursue with the Napalm Death Family Tree. We're, we'll be recording part three this coming week and i think the plan is to just have an episode a week up until we're done with it so uh we've got probably at least four or five more episodes coming out of that alone so you're going to get uh dozens of hours of content even in the next coming next next few weeks um beyond that if you like the show rate and review on itunes or your chosen podcatcher and uh beyond that i don't have any thoughts you uh you good to wrap it up here Mm, happy new year i guess yeah all right we'll catch you next time see you in 2021